You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to Episode 6 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of Round 2 and preview of Round 3. This episode is brought to you by Expansion Teams. Are you all happy now? Uh, uh, no, no uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. You guys are, are awesome. So happy to have you on board, and it's because of you that we are continuing to keep this project going. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Belaine Riffle. Uh, Ashley is not with us tonight. Her husband got called away on, on work at the last minute, and so she is on baby duty. And uh, But we are also joined by our special guest, Tyler, a.k.a. Ranchinator Norman from MLSFantasyBoss.com and the Discord community. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. I'm doing pretty good. You know, my differentials are rolling in pretty pretty nicely so far, so That's I'm right. happy about it. That's right. For those of you who haven't checked out uh, at MLS Fantasy Boss, Tyler does write our our weekly differentials article with uh, the cool new uh, image, the new graphic this year that he had. Who made that for you? Uh, I wish I had his name on on, on speed dial right spot. now. Well, uh, well, Riley something rather. He was a, a buddy of Spencer's who I'm in draft league with. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Riley. It was a cool little image that's up there. Uh, but yeah, each week, uh, Tyler will try to help you, as I usually say on Twitter, dust the chalk off your team or some of those options with some some differentials that may actually play out. Uh, he has It's not always the same reasoning that he picks people. He has a little bit of an explanation for, for each week of why. And he tracks sort of his success for if you uh, like to go that way to get a little bit different but uh yeah so if you check that out at mlsfancyboss.com how'd you guys do this last week oh boy um i i had a rough week of 71 with a captain on heel mm. yeah i i missed on my defense and my forwards i know a lot of people had better weeks than that <laughs> blame about you yeah, I did even worse. I picked up a 62 at Captain Driussi, but I'll take the 5.3 value increase. Um, I did kind of heavily weight towards that. Uh, threw Rasmussen on the bench because I knew he was going to get a price rise early game, see what happens, and, I mean, that was worth it. I tried to sneak in there with the San Jose defender. I got value, but only two points. Um, just my midfield just didn't hit. Uh, Roldan was not great for Seattle. Gazdag didn't hit, but still gave me a good price increase. And then I thought, oh, we'll go with the cheap option Stroud to let me go get some money elsewhere. Three points for a 5 million midfielder. I'm not going to complain too much because I got the value. But yeah, just a few small scores like that. And I really tanked hard. Yeah, Ashley finished on 76, also with a heel captain. I think a lot of people this week went with a lot of L.A., FC players on their bench, which didn't really play out for for many, uh, but uh, especially if you had the defense right there, that was that was kind of a heartbreaker. But uh, yeah, seventy six for Ashley. As for myself, uh, I was I was pretty pleased with the results. Uh, ended up with ninety points 
Overall, I uh, I had a Zellerion captain. That was, wow. that was something I was I was high on during the week. I know in our chats, Blaine was like, "I think he's injured. He's not going to play," and that was not true. And Ashley so, said she thought he was injured. I said he was training on the side, and that was team. He did. He did. That was reported you, that he was. You training said on the side. training on the side and would not start, but he did start. No, I didn't say wouldn't start. I said they said he was training on the side, but not injured. Ashley training. thought he was injured. Ashley thought he was injured, and you're going through that. Well, I'm not eating that one for you. I'm sorry. Were we Ashley's supposed to not here. I'll throw her under the bus. Ashley's not here. Throw her under the bus. That's not very nice. But uh, I uh, ended up with 90. I won almost all my head-to-heads, which is what I definitely enjoy. But um, yeah, a little bit. 3.9 million value rise. I know, Blaine, you had a pretty pretty awesome rise this week, right? You said, what was it, 5? Yeah, 5.3. What was yours, Tyler? Uh, My total on the season is at 5.9, but I think I rose like 2. Point, what was it? 2.9 for season, so 3 rise. Very not nice, bad, but not great. Uh, looking over at chat, Shannon having a horrible season. Uh, no, don't worry. It's it's plenty of time, plenty of time. Seeing a lot of 70s in chat right there. An 80 from Megan. Awesome. Uh, went up one to 106.8. That's a great score. Uh, 99 from Dane. Very, very nice scores. I mean, I, th- I think uh, in the 70s was probably about average this, this week. Uh, but I do want to give a very special call out uh, to the player who was number one overall this week was Parker Cleveland, who I guess can I say our very own Parker Cleveland. Uh, Parker writes for Dirty South Soccer, is in chat, and is also frequent over at the Discord community. So big congrats, Parker. I know that uh, you were super stoked about that. In fact, you talked about how in the past you had uh, won a 19-inch TV for eating a five-pound sandwich in five minutes but yet this this means more to you and i agree that's that's a very very special honor right there to be a a round rank 1 so very very awesome uh, but there's a lot of interesting things that happened during during this week i only got to catch a few games because we had a vicious storm come through my area and i had a tree fall down in my backyard so i spent most of saturday dealing with the uh, limb removal fortunately the only thing lost was a fence but uh and and my viewing ability to to watch a lot of games but we still thankfully with this this new uh mls product on, on apple we're able to catch up with a lot of things so let's do some quick takeaways uh blaine we have been bombarded the last two weeks by uh some of our expansion fans uh, particularly uh ryan glasscock shout out to you because you have have kept on about uh the performance of your team and blaine you said you had a hot take this week so i will leave it all to you yeah my preseason uh bit might have been a little too spicy for this i think i said st louis will end with the worst goal differential of any expansion side i don't think they're going to be that bad um i will say having watched this and i've got this will lead right into another take i don't think they've played the toughest of schedules yet for st louis um Charlotte's one of those teams that are up and down. They can score in bunches, but they don't score all the time. We noticed that last year too. And then leading right into my second one, they beat an Austin side 3-2 with the late comeback. But Austin just dropped a 1-0 on Montreal. Did not look like that dominant team that we were expecting them to be preseason. I was really high on Austin, and I'm cooling off fast on them. And for these first two weeks, I haven't seen it. Driussi is a 
I've, it's been told to me on Discord. I didn't really want to believe it, but Driussi is goal dependent. If he's not scoring, he's not scoring great. Uh, I, that almost drops him out of premium status. The rest of the role players are okay. Uh, matchup dependent there. I don't think this is a team right now that I want to go three deep on anymore. Zardes has not clicked yet with this. The service isn't quite there. And then you get Cascante going out in the first game with an injury. I did, this team is a little in flux right now, and I they're not the hot team we thought they were going to start. Had two great matchups in expansion side and then Montreal, and they just haven't gotten it done. So I don't think Austin's necessarily what we thought they were going to be. And so I can say I don't think St. Louis has had the toughest of schedules. I want to see him hit some of the really heavy hitters. But it looks like Lowen is on PKs. Lowen's the guy that's going to score for him. So if you're going to look at trying to grab some St. Louis, I wouldn't trust them a whole lot still. But if you want one name, it's Lowen right now. Um, okay. Moving on to my... I think yeah, I think you have a few more right there yeah. because especially if you're looking at price rise uh, potential, uh, this will be the harder game for them of the start. Totally agree though. But Lowen, Klaus, Parker, and of course Stroud. I mean, those are all guys who who you can expect to have price rises. I mean, especially Lowen, Klaus, and Parker who have gone up uh, 0.5 each round, and and as has Stroud, but with the lower score last week may not go up. But I, I think you've definitely got some good value options right there, value gain options if you're willing to maybe find some room on your bench. Is Continue. Portland even considered a tough game though? I think that will be their toughest game so far. I, I like it for round four. I think I think that's going to be a, a good pickup during their play against. I'm looking the at their five. their whole schedule, and it's like their their next hardest match is Saturday, April eighth against Seattle. Like it's Portland. RSL and then, interesting. RSL. RSL is not that good, in my opinion. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Blaine, continue. Anyways. Yeah, moving on. You you put this out there. I don't have a whole lot to say, but I mean, I watched the Colorado sporting game. Sporting. Now, two games in, they're creating chances. They're getting forward. The defense looks much better than I, I expected. But uh, Valter is still playing the six right now. The new guy, Renoha, hasn't come in yet. So I think the defense is a little bit better. This isn't a team to bet against. But they're typical Vermes team right now. Lots of chances, not converting very many of them. And that's really hurting them. And then Colorado looked decent. Barrios was active. Reed's going to hate that. Uh, yep. Ronan, Ronan looks really good in the absence of Price. He's getting the set pieces. So that's the guy I'd be looking for there. Um, other than that, I think this is just two middling teams that you may take one of their big playmakers if you like the matchup, but not two teams I'm really interested in. On the other side of things, I had a game that I didn't expect to be highlighting this early in the season, but I thought it was a pretty good matchup of two teams that I think are on the rise and we sleep on a little bit too much. And that San Jose and Vancouver, that was a fun match. That was a good match. Uh, Vancouver played well. I wouldn't say they had a bad game, even though they ended up losing that. Uh, Cordova is coming on a little slow, but they found their striker. He hasn't started yet. They're, they're getting it all together, but this four, three, two, one that they're running is allowing Gressel to score a ton of points. It's shielding the defense a lot. They look really solid in the back. And the new Japanese goalkeeper has been good. I mean, one game he looked good, still gave up a couple of goals, only got a three. But I think if that team just, if you find those good matchups, that team is going to be one to really look at. I think Gold's going to get back to form and really drive it. Gressel's a great pick, and this defense is going to be solid. 
On the other hand, San Jose looks really, really dangerous. And I think they I think they went into a good Vancouver defense and still came out with two goals. Montiero looks fresh as the 10, uh, getting a lot of bonus points there. I think having Gruezo behind him has really freed him up to do his do the attacking runs that he he can make, and we saw him do with Philly. I think he's finally living up to his potential there. And that's with having a good central playmaker, Espinosa is doing work on the wing, putting up solid scores. You've got two midfielders right there. And then Aboba sees their number one striker. He's been in that golden boot hunt for a couple of seasons. And I don't think that's going to change this year. So you've got potential decent defensive options and three great attacking pieces that you could triple up on on the right weeks. And so I think this was a this game for me just came out as a really good offensive team in San Jose, struggling but still breaking down a what I consider to be one of the more solid defenses in the Western Conference right now in Vancouver. Yeah, a lot of good uh, price rise increase options there with San Jose. A little bit more hesitant on on Vancouver for some of the price changes, but definitely could be some good value picks as the season goes on. I would like to point out with Vancouver. Um... I don't think Gold is going to go up in value uh, throughout the season because what I've noticed is Gressel and Luis Martins are splitting corners, both mm-hmm. defenders, and they're the ones that are splitting corners. So I think Luis Martins is the one to keep an eye on going forward. Oh, great shout. Yeah, really good shout. Uh, for me, we had uh, the first game of uh, LEFC, so that was that was good to get some maybe some cheaper players right there for some of us. I think that's why I know I went through that. But LAFC versus Portland, uh, important to know, Vela came out on top with the forwards right there. I know we were going back and forth between a few different options that they had: Opoku and and Buanga, and uh, uh, they both came away with a goal and assist respectively. So keep an eye on those forwards from LA. There are potentially going to be some point sharing. And we know the history with Bella. We've got to kind of wait and see for that production to, to know if it's going to be consistent or not. And uh, this is their first game. So it's, it's hard to know Portland, not a bad team. We did see a, a goal from Evander, which is what we were hoping for in round one and some good quality there. So uh, some, some more questions. I know Hollingshead came through as, as a favorite of last year and didn't do so hot this time, but keep an eye on those options. LAFC could still be, good and uh portland is going to be nice and with hope maybe he'll be a little bit cheaper and we'll see some value in him soon uh atlanta and toronto i know we'd kind of talked that one up didn't really end as high i think as a lot of us thought as we were expecting it to be um more goals from atlanta mostly on that part uh but i still think these are teams we need to keep an eye on because atlanta i think does have potential toronto is this is not looking very good. So could potentially be one of the first teams we're going to be regularly betting against as the season goes on. Uh, but there's definitely some, some options there with Atlanta, especially Almada, which was good for another 0.5 price increase. So good, good options there. Columbus DC. I liked, I like this. I was high on Columbus last week and looking over at Zella, looking over at Cucho, you saw why Zella with six shots, Cucho with five shots. The goals aren't coming. Cucho, as we would hope, based on the numbers that he's generating, uh, but Zella is getting the kinds of, of numbers that we want from that number 10 playmaker. So uh, just keep an eye on those. And that's why I bet against DC. I'm not I'm not hugely down on DC. I think they have some good options uh, in the right situation, but uh, I think Columbus is going to be one that we can reliably go to for some good bonus points. New England-Houston. Now, this is exactly what we expected 
from New England, this top quality defense. It's why they are so expensive and why they may be worth the splurge to go into. And uh, as far as Houston went, they just couldn't get the, the offense generated and New England was able to easily come away with there. Still keep an eye on their forwards. Arena is shifting them around some, so it's, it's hard to really pick a pony for New England. Uh, I think it was Wood who um, who was there this time in their DP didn't even show up. So keep an eye on that if you're looking for, for New England attack options. Heel also did not necessarily come away with the score that we were all hoping for. Uh, or maybe I didn't have him. I faded heel. So uh, just just keep an eye on how that's going to look with, with those options. Um, but definitely on the defense, New England is strong. And then finally, uh, we also had our first game preview for Chicago right here. Little little troublesome. They went up against New York City FC, which all of us are in generally down on as, as tough competition. And so not super impressed with uh, with what we saw right there. I know a lot of people were looking at Shakiri as potentially someone they wanted to go with. Uh, it was Evers up front with as their as their forward who came away with some points. So potentially uh, 5.5 forward, if that's something that becomes consistent, could be a good switcheroo option. Uh, but in general, still the the ruling is out on Chicago for what kind of fantasy viability they're going to have going forward. Yeah, uh, and then, a couple of notes on your on your games there. Cleesh yep. uh, for DCU got three bonus points again. Yep. Um, not only a five point haul for the week on the road, but I mean that's still three bonus points for a guy we're looking at as trying to be a playmaker. Uh, without getting on the score sheet, that easily becomes ten with a goal which, I mean, is right where you want him. He's a little bit lower than the premium guy. So if he, if he even got an assist in that game, that's three more points right there. That puts him at that eight on the low end of where you want a premium guy scoring. He's one to keep an eye on. Um, But on the heel shout, heel only got six with an assist. The bonus points were there. The guy that's showing up for me that I think we really have to talk about is Barrero on the wing. Uh, Barrero has come on super strong. I got to watch most of that game. He is so dynamic and so creative on that wing. I think he's going to cut into a lot of heels bonus points for the foreseeable future. They are getting the ball to him in space and letting him do the work on the wing. And he is creating so much with runs into the box. Um, Better than I saw Johnny Russell do back in his heyday when we were all over him for fantasy, for driving into the box, picking off guys, making passes. Barrero looks even better right now. Now, maybe that's the opponents they're playing, too. They take that for a grain of salt. But if he's creating that much, that means there's a lot less being created in the middle. And that's going to eat away Heels' bonus points. So I am worried about Heels' drop-off right now and where his floor is at with a kid like Barrera who is just playing so out of his mind at the moment. No, good good shout-outs right there. Tyler, do you want to wrap up what Ashley had for us? Yeah, I'll uh, start with the the homers, the uh, Seattle team, who absolutely looks dominant so far. Still have not had a goal against. Uh, Ashley puts on here it was another weaker opponent. Uh, I agree that RSL is a bit of a weaker opponent, but a result's a result, especially if you're not conceding. I think their defense looks phenomenal. Uh and they're rising in price very fast. And to to point out some of the some of the scores that are coming in, Alex Rodan is currently the highest pointed player in the entire game. Jordan Morris is not far behind him, and a bear looks really good 
but I would keep an eye on that rotation between Abair and Rui Diaz because we're not sure there might be a change in system, but with how the system looks right now, I wouldn't want to change anything. Hmm. Um, also, I want to point out Seattle's mids are somewhat hard to predict this season. I love Lodero because he's on set pieces on the corners and the... Well, he's kind of splitting corners with Rusnak. But all of the Seattle mids are averaging like five to six points. But what I've noticed is none of the mids are hitting their passing bonus. So is it they're trying to push really hard and then they lose their passing bonus and with their accuracy? I don't know, but just an interesting one to keep an eye on. Um, RSL looks shaky still. So they're, they're, I think RSL is going to be matchup dependent going forward in the weeks. And they def- definitely seem more like a home team. Um, moving on to Miami, Philly. Miami now has two home shutouts. And this this came against a Philly team that just put up five goals in their first game, which is quite surprising to me that Miami was able to shut them out. And, I mean, their, their defense and calendar are on a rise so if you're looking for some cheap cheapish uh defenders to rise keep an eye on those two absolutely uh pizarro kind of looks like his old self but i don't know that's it's hard to judge because he is currently the only playmaker for them with pozuelo not being here so i would keep an eye if you're looking for a playmaker there pizarro is the guy I'm not high on Joseph at all. Joseph does looks invisible in that team, which is odd considering how dominant he looked in Atlanta. Uh, Gazdag is yet again goal dependent, PK dependent e- even. Uh, he scored a three this week, but he only had, but he still had a 0.5 rise because of his 20 last week. I would keep an eye. I think if he is another low point, he's either even or might be a very small rise i don't think he drops unless he gets a two or a one um and philly does not have a shutout yet this season in fact blake let me let me double check this i'm pretty sure blake has only like two saves on the year so far i want to verify that before i say it though yeah blake Blake only has two saves on the entire year so far zero bonus points zero bonus points two saves that's that's not good for what who was the reigning goalkeeper of the year i think he won it last year didn't he or was it yeah i think he did yeah i think he did and then wrapping us up with dallas and the galaxy there were no shutouts in this game and as ashley says she predicted this the storyline perfectly with that one. Jesus Ferreira scored a brace, which some people expected. Others thought he would he would have produced last week and kind of faded him this week. I I would keep an eye on Ariola and Pomical going forward. Of course, Velasco too, being their playmaker. But I think. 
Ariel, Pomicolg is getting a lot of bonus points in that uh, hole spot. And Ariel is just the assistant, assistant goal guy. Uh, Javalik, what, whatever, Javalik for the Galaxy is on the score sheet, which, continuing from last season, <laughs> maybe he'll uh, take Chicharito's spot and get PKs over him. <laughs> <laughs> and then LA Galaxy can actually do, do something. Kind of surprising to me was Ricky Pooch did not a whole lot this week. Which, if you remember last season, he was like bonus point madness, no matter where, no matter the matchup. And I thought this would be an easy matchup for them, but he just wasn't there. Um, the standout for them actually was Brugman, who who got four four bonus points. So I don't know; it's going to be hard to predict this season with the Galaxy, but I do think Pooj will jump back. Yeah, I agree with that. I kind of said it in preseason, and the stats kind of show that up until Dallas went up by that third goal, or got that third goal. Um, LA is a team I expect to play on the back foot a little bit more, try to absorb some pressure and counter with the players they've got. They're, they're built a lot like a counterattacking team. Um, that means a guy like Brugman is going to continue to get points as they keep absorbing pressure. He's in the middle. He's clogging things up. He's going to be stepping in the way of passes often. I think he's going to continue to get the points. And you need to look for those games, like maybe this coming week, where LA is going to be able to snag a lot of points in transition, uh, score a couple on the counter, and look for those opportunities. I don't think Pooch is going to be that guy he was last year where they're just going to hold the ball, run everything through him and do that. I think he's going to be more like a Nacho Piatti at this point. And when they've got that good matchup going forward and they can get it out in transition, he's going to be great. This game against Dallas was not one of those. When Dallas was able to go more to a low block and pack it in being up 3-1, there was not a whole lot LA could do to break that down at that point. And because Dallas has a really good defense against a weaker team, they may have been able to get a little bit more done, but Dallas is, has always played such a nice system on defense that they're hard to get through. Thank you so much guys for those quick breakdowns. I hope that was helpful. Uh, next we're going to be covering our housekeeping for the upcoming round three. Okay, let's talk about housekeeping for round three. Unlike last week, all of the games did wrap up before recording of this podcast. So we are able to give you the uh, leagues for the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues as they stand at the conclusion of round two. So over in our Pro Rail League uh, and the Champions League, we have five teams tied at a record of 2-0-0 with sloppy stakes leading on points. Uh, Ashley's not here, but she says uh, Older Golder is obviously leading in the Veterans League. No, uh, I'm assuming he's at least 2-0-0, but maybe he's running away with it at this point. I don't know. Blaine, what's it like in the homegrown league, D3? Uh, Ten teams still undefeated at 2-0. Uh, White Sworn FC has got that top spot with a total score of 193. But our top scorer, and I love this name, is I Want Some Tacos. 
one and one, but got 195 points on the league. So as this shapes out, I think I want some tacos. It's going to climb this table a little bit more. (laughs) Blaine's got a a little one that he wants. And then over to our new official D4 league, the Discovery League. We have nine teams who are tied at 2-0-0 with the Benny Ballers leading on points. Heading over to our Discord head-to-head league, 48 teams are tied at 2-0-0, so that's uh, that's pretty massive. Uh, Cleveland FC is leading on points in that one. And then our Patreon head-to-head, 29 teams are 1-0-0. Apologies again, uh, we had a little mishap with having an even number of teams before we started, and so round one did not count, so this was the first round for that. So 1-0-0 over in the Patreon League with uh, Sloppy Steaks also leading on points in the Patreon League. So thanks for being a patron. And then, of course, one of the most competitive, most fun leagues we have here, MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational. Seven teams are tied at 2-0-0 with Older Goaler leading on points right there. So getting tight and competitive in uh, in these head-to-head. So should be a good good season for sure. Let's start talking about the round. Everything for round three starts on Saturday, March 11th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's a little bit later, or sorry, a little bit earlier than it has been. It's been starting uh, in like four something, but 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is is when everything starts for this round. And it starts with uh, Charlotte versus Austin, Atlanta. I knew I looked at it and I was like, Austin. that is not Austin. That's Atlanta. And I said Austin. I shouldn't have thought of it. Yeah. Charlotte versus Atlanta. Should be a good little battle down there. Uh, looking forward to hearing Patrick's take on that. As far as double game weeks go, nobody is on a double game week, but we do have a buy team as we will pretty often this season. And that is Houston. And I will tell you, I have already given Houston a little look. They are not a fantastic team for you to utilize for your Otteroos or your Switcheroos. And that's because they don't have a 4.0 player in all of the slots. So if you are looking for options right there, Houston does have a 4.0 goalkeeper that you can absolutely use for a keeperoo. But uh, in defense, you might look at someone like Cobb over Atlanta instead as a 4.0 scrub starter. And uh, you might look at someone like uh, Baloma at New England as a 4.0 star. Check those lineups. I recommend Cobb because you will definitely see that game early and with hope you can find someone who is not going to play or just not even in the lineup. Uh, Or alternatively, New England gives you, uh, as the last game, a lot of time to react if you want to do some some switcheroos right there. I don't have a midfield option for you because I don't usually run a midfield scrub. There's 4.0... Uh, Houston mids. There we go. You got yeah. 4.0 Houston mids, but Edwards, I don't like to do that. Yeah. Edwards in Colorado, second to last game, but it's the last kickoff time for Saturday night as a 4.0 defender that's not likely to play. Now, yeah, for those Axel of you, Axel. Now, for those of you who may have a bit more money than some of us do at this point in the game, you may be fine with four point somethings. But if you're looking for the ability to maximize the points in your field, it's those 4.0s who you want to look at. And Houston is not the best team to look at for this round. Um, While we don't have true double game weeks with MLS Fantasy, we do have a few teams, five teams specifically, playing in CCL this week. Uh, We have Austin and Philadelphia playing on Tuesday we have Orlando playing on Wednesday and Vancouver and LAFC playing on Thursday. And while that maybe I started to trade a little bit into uh, Tyler's neck of the realm, 
uh, we did want to make sure you have that pointed out. Actually, it's usually really good to point those out when when we forget about those. And she's like, wait a minute, guys, CCL, you forgot about this. That may have just been because of Seattle in the past, but uh, but hey, <laughs> I'll, I'll let Tyler address it's that. It's a Seattle well. thing. It's a Seattle thing right there. All right, but Tyler is now here. He is one of the main curators of the mega reference over at Discord, and he is going to bring us our suspension and injury, et cetera, et cetera, updates. Tyler. Well, first off, it's Christian. That's the the main guy. You're a I, curator. I yeah yeah. I guess it the first year it was out, it was Christian and I. Anyways, um, I'm gonna start off with some good news. Uh, Santiago Rodriguez came back as a sub. I don't know if anyone else saw. He did get a sub appearance in the middle of the week or middle during the weekend. And then another familiar name, Yamil Assad, came back to DC and made his sub-appearance over the weekend. For red cards and suspensions, second week in a row with no red cards. Go MLS. Uh, but there is a suspension. Uh, Jasper Loffelsund needs to serve one more game for spitting on a player. That's his disco suspension. He got a two-game. Uh, injury updates. I have Amanda Diamande for Toronto came out injured at halftime. I don't have exact like where the injuries are. I just have who came out injured. Um, Federico Navarro came out injured for Chicago. James Sands. I put a question mark next to it because it looked like it was a normal sub, but it was listed as an injury sub. Uh. Some people caught it before game started, but Pantamus for Montreal, their goalie, was out this week, and it looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks. Samuel Piet was also listed as an injury sub, but it looked like a normal sub, and same with Ramel Kyoto. Sometimes they just list them as injury subs if they're like limping off the field, so I'd take those two with a grain of salt. And then I'll repeat our international games with Austin and Philly are going to be playing on Tuesday. Orlando is also on Tuesday. Vancouver's on Wednesday. LAFC on Thursday. So I would actually target teams that are playing against them because this early having a double game week is rough. And there probably will be a lot of rotation between those teams. Great pointers. Thank you so much, guys. Blaine, anything to add before we move on? Uh, nope. All right. Well, then let's move on to our player recommendations for round three. All right. Welcome back. Let's talk about our player recommendations for round three, starting, as always, with keepers and defenders. Ashley is uh, targeting Willis uh, to Daniel or maybe uh, Barraza to Willis as part of her keeperu. And then over in uh, defense, she has Zimmerman, Mascara from Portland, because I don't rate the Cincinnati one, uh, Gressel from Vancouver, and maybe Mbiazzo because he is so freaking cheap is, is where her mind is. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I'm actually running probably single keeper this week. Um, I know I've got a big budget, but I feel that strongly in Montreal being hot garbage that I'm willing to probably run single keeper. Now, Houston's got a 4-0 scrub, so I'm going to have the 4-0 scrub in the starting lineup. 
just in case I end up hitting on my bench and need to switch. But I really do feel strongly that Willis is the only one you need to run. And unless you run a second one for value gain, I'm not going with it. Um, with that, I'd love to get Zimmerman in. But right now, I don't have the money for that. So I'm going to go. I'm le leaning towards Shaq Moore at just a slight discount. I feel like he's gotten the bonus points. He's getting in the offensive phase of the game. I think this is a chance where he's going to shine. And so I think... Honestly, I may I think Shaq Moore may have a better game than Zimmerman anyway because Montreal doesn't attack where Zimmerman's bonus points going to be. I like him for potentially the goal threat, but I think Moore's just going to have a better game, so I'm just going to scrap Zimmerman while I'm thinking about it now. Uh, Moore, and then look at maybe San Jose's defense. I like the way they're playing. Mensa's a great fill-in for Nathan, who's out injured. Decent chance for some points there. Uh Trauco, however you pronounce that one, I know I'm going to butcher that one, is kind of that middle price point, solid average that I'm looking at. Uh, looking, Lennon on the bench for that first game in Atlanta. I don't trust Charlotte's defense that much. Lennon gets involved in the attack. I think it's an easy first game add. I thought I'd go more defense this week. I don't like many of the attackers that I saw. So I'm looking heavier defense here. So I'm looking at that. And then Mascara for Portland. Good average, guaranteed a price rise at this point. Decent attacking player. Uh, until he cools off, I think I'm going to look at it, and I think this is a chance where he's going to grab some more points and go with it. So those are kind of the teams I'm targeting with San Jose and Nashville having really great matchups, and then looking at a few more attacking-minded guys that have good enough matchups to include. And I'm spending a little more money on my defense earlier in the season here because I think this is a week where you want to do it. And my later picks will kind of lead into that too. But I really like these guys on their own. And I think they they bring a lot to the table on a week like this. Tyler. Uh, I think Willis is definitely the consensus here as the goalie. And I actually, now I'm looking more into it, I, I do like Blaine's idea of just having Willis as my only goalkeeper, but currently I have Willis to Daniel just because I have the funds to do it. Um, I'm actually tripling up on Nashville defense. I'm going all in. I have Willis, Zimmerman, and Maher. I completely trust their defense right now, given that they're on two clean sheets and Montreal looks lifeless right now. And I'm going to counter what Blaine has been saying about Mensa. I think Mensa's not the target in in the center back for San Jose. I think it's Rodriguez. Rodriguez looks like he has the Nathan role right now. And Mensa does not look like his Columbus self. I would say he <laughs> he's... What, what I noticed, I watched the game. He plays further back, whereas mm -hmm. Rodriguez is more like a sweeper in front of him. So I think that's why Rodriguez is getting all the bonus points and Mensa is just kind of sitting back as their anchor. Yeah. So that's, he plays that's way said, back. Yeah, that's why I said I think Mensa is a great fill-in for Nathan as a player. I think he keeps that defense solid. And that's the, the same basic level of defense we saw last year. We're seeing this year because Mensa is there. But no, mm -hmm. I did. I wasn't targeting Mensa at all this week. I don't think uh -oh. the bonus points are there. Yeah. But I, I, th I think he helps the team, just not the point producer you want. 
Yeah, so but if you're going for a a defense specifically on San Jose, I think Rodriguez is the guy to go for. He looks like he's the one that's going to be generating those Nathan esque bonus points. Uh, you know the zero point zero seven percent guy. Um, Mosquera also seems like the go to pick for Portland, and I was watching that game too. He he doesn't play like a left back he plays like a left wing or right wing where whichever side he's on especially when they start making subs they push him further up the field so he's like almost an attacker in the while they still have three to five defense at the back and i currently just have a another cheap guy i like to roll cheap people on the de- on defense but i'm currently on <laughs> I'm going to totally butcher this name. Ilanich for uh, NYCFC. But I just like to roll anybody under 5 mil as a bench bench defender early to try to gain value. And he's the one that I landed on this week. Yeah, that's a great shout out for a good. uh, That's one thing for people to to know that even when you Remember, when your players for your bench do play, they can still add to your value, even if they don't sub into your team. So that is a great way to eke a little bit more value out of your team uh, each round. Uh, I think you guys have some some great coverage right there, some good names in chat. Two I'm going to highlight if you are also looking for budget keepers. You mentioned Daniel already. I think that's a great a great shout. Uh, Barraza over for the Red Bulls is another good sub six million keeper that you could look to that potentially has a as it's on the road minnesota so some question marks there but uh, those are some good players that you may have either as an aru for a later game or if you're just looking to free up money for your field then that's that's some good options you mean carlos cornell what did what did i say you said Barraza. He's didn't the he play Barraza's new york city sorry sorry i got my new york's mixed up I got my New Yorks mixed up. Uh, yes, Miami, home to Miami. Sorry. Two New Yorks, two LAs, three Texas. We're everywhere. Well, sorry. One New York, one New Jersey. My fault. My fault. I get it. I know. All right. Let's move on to midfielders. Who are you guys looking at? Blaine. Yeah, this was a little harder for me. And this is why I was looking a little heavier defense. Is I like a lot of midfield names. But then I look at the matchup. Lucho looks great this year. Like he's a guy you want when he's at home, but he's playing Seattle and Seattle is one of the hottest defenses in the league right now. Like I do not like that matchup one bit. I look at other names. I, I see Gazdag just got a three and I know he's going against Chicago, but that, and that's a home game. Like Gazdag, maybe he needs to be in my team. Maybe he doesn't like, I just, it's, it's all over the place right now. You look at good names with, Bad matchups, heels on the road, heels not playing well, LAFC, if I'm listening to Discord, they're supposed to be a really good defense. I don't know that I have that much faith in them right now without Crapo back there with a the little bit of turnover they've had. I don't know how much I trust that defense, but I know I trust it enough not to take heel. Like All of our big names are out right now, so I'm, I struggled with this a little bit. So I went with some names I wanted. Um, Montiero versus Colorado for San Jose. I really like that one. Uh, Barrero, I think, is playing out of his mind at 7.4. I will take that into LAFC attacking down the wing. I think he can replicate what he's doing. Um, 
really interesting one, and I'm kind of pausing after I heard Ashley's little take that you read out, Tyler, about Miami having two clean sheets. But I like Gab Pereira for New York City. He's been one of their biggest goal threats. He's only $8 million. Again, I'm going a little cheaper here. But at $8 million, I think I can risk it. Miami's not a team I trust a whole lot. Maybe their defense is better. Maybe they've been fortunate with matchups. I don't know. Maybe it's a home game thing. Yeah, but this is in New York. Pereira's the kind of been the go-to guy so far. If Santi's getting back to fitness and getting worked in with this team, if Santi starts, I really like Pereira here. I don't know that I go full in Santi yet because he just took that sub score into his average, which really hurts the value game. Maybe I look at my 5.3 last week and I go, oh, I can absorb a loss from Santi or a potential no rise because I had a huge value gain the last week and I, I have one to give. But I'm looking at Gab Pereira there. And then I go off the wall. I'm I'm really looking at this. I, hit, I hinted at it earlier. Ricky Pooch is a guy I like this week. I don't know if I like him enough to take him at 9.3 with the average he's got. But I talk about a team that likes to counter. I talk about looking for those opportunities to go. Against Sporting, this is a time where if you've got a counterattacking team, they can do some damage. This is a matchup I really like for LA and the way the style they're playing. I think he's primed to have a really good game here if you're willing to risk the value loss on it. And I just I, I just like the matchup. I don't know why. I just like that matchup. And I think he's due for that game. He'll probably become Gazdag for the price. I mean, it's a little bit of an upgrade to get Gazdag, but I'm looking at it there. And then the other guy I've got in there right now is Mukhtar. If he starts, like that's the big thing. If he starts, and I know I'm looking at a value loss there too. It's again, I've got one to give, but it's Montreal. If he's going to have a good game and get a start, that's the one he's going to start and have a monster game in. I think he's the guy that, makes Nashville score multiple goals against a bad Montreal team. But at the same time, I may just scrap that and go with Espinosa and dump San Jose defense at this point and just triple up on those attackers I was talking about earlier. And you've got Montiero and Espinosa right there. And I think that's a great game against Colorado for them to do some work. And Espinosa, Montiero, then I don't have to choose which one I want. I just take them both. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good shout. Um, you done? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Um, I I still really like Tiago Almada, so I have him on my team. He's pretty much a guaranteed point five p- price rise, and he has Charlotte. I know it's on the road, but I I don't like Charlotte's defense right now, especially without Kalina and in net if it's still Cisniega in net Almada will find a way to either score or assist this week plus they're the first game of the week you know I like I like to gamble on the first game that's just my thing um Edward Lowen I don't think there needs to be more say more said about that Blaine already talked him up a bunch earlier about how influential he is being on sets and PKs so I'll just leave it at that Sets and PKs, you're on my team. Uh, <laughs> sure. I have Lodero right now, but I'm 
debating. So what I'm thinking of doing, currently I have three San Jose on my team, but if I get rid of Daniel for the Keeperu, I would switch Ladero to Montiero. Um, I just, I really like Montiero's bonus point production right now, but Ladero, I really like his, I really like that he's on sets and PKs also. My, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this one. I'm going to skip over that one so far. <laughs> I might bring that up another time. Drop that, drop that in chat so I can see. I'll tell you. No, no. It, it's a... Do you have the page pulled up? It's the one highlighted. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can talk about that one. I don't see I any reason not to. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> For the community. Um, the, the community will want to hear. Otherwise, it'll be a real big secret. Um... <laughs> As much as I've been talking down RSL, I I like Crylock this week. I just have that gut feeling. Um, and Austin's on a double game with their CCL. So mm -hmm. that's my random gut feeling on the week. And I I do have Christian Espinoza on my team, which Black and Red will be proud that I just said that. Um click i've debated because he i mean he just had seven key passes in a game without an assist you we we talk about like heel in the past few years if he got seven key passes people would be all over him and wanting him but now it's because it's because click is on dc people are like oh yeah it's dc don't worry about him that's where i'm at that's fair. Uh, so Ashley's contribution, she has Espinoza. She was suggesting Zellerayon on the road against Toronto. Uh, not a bad option with some of the numbers he's been putting up and some of the just the poor performances from Toronto. Gazdag, Stroud, just for the price rise, which you should see again. But I think if you built some uh, built some value that you may be able to explore a few other options if you want to move away from, from Stroud. Uh, a Vander, and then she has a question mark for is Mukhtar really healthy? 45 minutes last week, limited time the first week, and uh, that's just uh, going to have to be a game day decision. We'll see if he's in the lineup, and perhaps that will let us know if we want to roll with Mukhtar or want to go somebody else. There is a good chance that he will continue to lose some value, so weigh that against your decision. Uh, the only couple names I get off the row out, it's going to be just dependent upon what happens. Uh, Ojeda is one I know Blaine was high on at the beginning. He's been cheap with Orlando, but they are playing in CCL, so not sure what, what that's going to be. And then I'm going to push back some on what you were saying about uh, Acosta, Blaine. Not been doing well. Did not look good in that first game. Not from what I've seen, just some of the replays. Not a fantastic second game either so like I, i'm not on the acosta train at this point so far for this season so i don't i don't know if that's one that's that's jumping yeah. right out at who me. are their two matchups so far sorry i'm blanking on that well, we're, play? we're playing seattle this we're playing week, seattle so. and i didn't like that at all who did you play the first two games we played houston and then orlando okay Gross. yeah anyway expect a little more <laughs> from him from those two so, so, but like I said, just going to push back a little bit from there. Quick look through uh, chat. Uh, agree with a lot of, of what we've been saying there. And people are liking your Pines jersey. 
uh, Tyler. So can't, yeah, can't go the that. episode yeah. without yeah. being there. I guess I'll I guess I'll show off the pine. There it is. Have to. It's <laughs> it is. it's a requirement. Let's move on to forwards. Tyler, who do you have? Forwards, forwards, forwards. Um, I have Vela. <laughs> uh that that's my only forward so far. Uh I do have if he starts again, I have Gaston Gonzalez for DCU on my bench because he's four mil. Uh and he was starting in the eight, which I thought was odd. It was like an eight six pivot that he was starting at. So I have him on my bench. He only scored a two last week. Whatever. But I I'm I'm on the Vela train. I'm Vela. That's my only forward. I have a scrub as my other one. Blaine. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go with Ashley's first, but that's fine. I can. Um, no, I can. You guys both here. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley likes double up uh, with me. That's fine. No, Ashley likes uh, Opoku, and she also likes a bear. She says, I know, but the price rise has me considering. And then she also likes uh Cowell at San Jose or maybe Evers with uh Chicago on as a bench play right there. Yeah, Ashley's finally a believer. I said it last year multiple times, and I talked it up in preseason a little bit. Bear was New York City's best striker post-Tati, and they benched him. I have no idea why. And he left for Seattle, and everybody goes, oh, he's going to be wasted behind Rui Diaz. And that's probably true even now. When Rui Diaz is healthy, I expect Rui Diaz to start. But I cannot tell you honestly that I think Rui Diaz is a better striker in this system than Abair is right now. Rui Diaz is 100% healthy. I don't know if he's a better striker than Abair is. I think he's more opportunistic and his ceiling is a lot higher, but I think Abair is more consistent. I yeah. think what gets lost, and I'm glad Ashley brought him up because I didn't even have him on my list this week because I'm not looking at road teams and I respect FC Cincinnati's defense enough not to go with a Seattle attacker on the road. Hmm. But we we sometimes forget that Bear was what Tati was before he got injured. Bear was must-own fa- fantasy forward in New York City. He had Maxi Morales behind him. He was scoring regularly. He was the guy. Then he got hurt. Tati came in. Tati scored like crazy and won the starting spot. Bear didn't get worse other than he had an injury to come back from. Now he's out there in Seattle. He's got one of the most stacked supporting casts I've ever seen. When you get Joao Paulo, Rusnak, Ladero, and then you can have Roldan and Morris on the wings feeding you, you don't get much better attacking power than that to feed a guy. I like Bear. Ashley's not wrong in saying that. She goes, it's just about the price. I don't think it's just about the price. No. I think he's a goal a game type of forward right now. Yeah, to, I, to balance off that, I think the the way Rui and a bear play are slightly different because Rui can make something out of nothing. A bear is that poacher, but we've missed a poacher for many years. And having a poaching forward has proven to be good for us so far. I've, I've been accused of being a fanboy for too many forwards, but I really think if a bear clicks like this, he could be that missing piece for Seattle. And I'm fanboying hard on this. 
Like, Bear could be the new Zardes for me because of the takes I'm making. But if he goes off this season and wins that starting spot, nobody can't say I didn't say it in preseason. I don't think, but saying that, I don't think he's on my team at the moment. I'm I'm between three names and a scrub. I am scrubbing a forward spot this week. There's no question about that. It comes down to who are the team, who I'm going to have on my team. Um, I like Jovalchich. For L.A., I think when you look at a counterattacking team, you look at a guy getting between the lines, he can eat Sporting alive, even though it's a road game for them. I think there is plenty of potential for him to get through. He would be my bench play behind Abobasi. At this point, I think Abobasi is just a must-own, given, given that they're playing Colorado, given the way this attack is working. I think you really have to be on this play this week and if you're only going to run one forward Abobasi is my number one forward for the week um so if I drop Jovalchich the other guy I'm looking at is Swiderski for the first game I think he can do some damage to Atlanta I like the timing of that game you can see the score and pivot from there if he hits big you don't need that extra one you can scrub out a guy so your bench can do more it's just I think that the timing of that game plus what he does and how Atlanta plays, I think this all works in his favor. So it's a Bobasi starting, and then it's a bench play between Swiderski and Jovlicic and see what happens kind of there. But I'm not high on forwards this week. That's why I've got extra money to spend on my defense. I just don't trust a lot of the high-powered forwards we've liked recently, given who they're playing. So... I think you you go with a couple you go with one or two good bench options and you take the sure thing in Abobasi who has played out of his mind so far against what I consider to be a weaker Colorado side right now and spend your money elsewhere. All right, look at the chat. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. I think you guys covered that uh very very well. So let's uh, wrap everything up with our captain targets ashley did not provide one so blaine starting with you honestly this was hard for me um i think i only put one name down i don't think it's going to change just because i don't like the attacking formations here i don't like a lot of those players and i'm trying to avoid captaining the forward if it was a forward captain to be a boba c which it may end up being just because i think that's where some constant points are but i've got it on montiero for san jose right now I like that middle play. I like those bonus points. I think this is a match where he'll play well. I'm hearing some rumblings that Espinoza may be the preferred midfield player for San Jose. But I like to pick that 10 rather than a winger because wingers are so streaky. They can have a really good game. But they also have that potential to put up three or four. So right now I've got it on Montiero, but I may just go ahead and switch it to a Bobasi and run with it. Tyler. Um. I hope Black and Red's still in chat and listening. I currently have my captain on Christian Espinoza. <laughs> uh, but that may change to Almada throughout the week. Uh, I'm between those two, but I currently like Espinoza better because, one, he's home, and two, I like his matchup better being against Colorado. So answer me, because I just said it. Why Espinoza over Montiero? I believe Espinoza's on sets and Montiero isn't. Okay. Fair enough. I don't 
San, I've, I've admitted multiple times, San Jose is a blind spot for me. Yeah, I, I can double check that, but I'm pretty sure that Montiero's on sets. Uh, we have a new trending in, in chat for Ace, always Captain Ibobasi. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that works. I also have it set to uh, Espinosa right now. I do like that uh, that Colorado game as well as an opponent. But uh, I, you all know me, who've been listening for a long time. I just not a fan of captaining forwards, so it's it's something I very rarely going to do. And I do like that Colorado game. Um, they could give up goals, so I'm not sure if I'm on 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 board with that. And even though it was a cheap option, but uh, they've been making some scores. I I think you're right, Tyler, about Espinosa just, being on some set pieces. Yep, I just went and confirmed he yeah. has taken every single corner. Nobody else go. has taken a corner from him. And I think historically he's also had a very high average for San Jose fantasy average with with them for the last at least couple of years. So uh, that's that's why I would be inclined to go there for the extra point too. I think that's worth it. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Checking to chat real quick. Uh, we've got some people who are shouting out potentially. Evander, uh, we get another Espinoza, the token, Breck Shea. Thank you very much, Patrick. And uh, people wanted more Lucho love from me. I, I don't have any right now. I just, I've just been disappointed. So, so definitely not, uh, not on the Lucho train at all this week. Yeah, it looks like we're probably going to be looking at maybe even two San Jose players being top two captain options with the Bobasi and uh, maybe even three if they want to go with Montiero, both Espinoza and the Bobasi. And then we'll see who wraps up. That third one, the Mooktar is going to be interesting. Definitely potential differential depending on the start right there. But I could see that uh, inching its yeah, way I, into a top. Uh, shame I, on you, Chanda, with the Barrios. I think I want to clarify something from earlier because I think the timing, the more I think about it, the timing comes in. I I still stand by my Mooktar shout out. I like him if he starts. But if he doesn't start, for me, that's a double up. Take Montiero instead of Mooktar. And switch your potential San Jose defender and pick up a third Nashville defender at that point. Like if I was going to give one piece of advice for this week, it's triple up on Nashville, triple up on San Jose. And however that looks, and I could see going three deep on Nashville's defense if Mukhtar doesn't start. And I'm comfortable saying three deep on defense for a team, which never happens. And then look at the three San Jose attackers if you end up not taking Mukhtar. And if you end up taking Mukhtar instead of one of those guys, throw in one of the San Jose defenders. Tyler had a great shot with Rodriguez. I think he's got the best. And then I had Truca or Traco or whatever, however you pronounce that, has a little bit cheaper option. I think those are the three teams. And that you'll see Mukhtar, if he's not starting, you immediately pivot to a second or that extra defender and throw in one of the San Jose attackers, which was where I didn't have Espinosa on my team to begin with. I think that's an easy transition for anybody playing this game, and you take six of your players right there between two teams. And the last thing I'm going to mention is we've seen some conversation in chat and have to mention it because it is definitely fantasy viable right now. Potentially a defender captain. Uh, Zimmerman is the name that's coming up in chat right there, especially with all the love for the Nashville defense that we're giving right now. Uh, I think what you said, Blaine, top two score, scoring players this week were both defenders? Yeah, bye and rolled on. Yeah, so potentially – uh, the defender captain on the table and has definitely been more viable for me than a forward Please, captain in the past. If you go a defender captain, do not go Zimmerman as a center back. Please do it with Moore as a wing back. Montreal gives up those attacking pieces. I think Moore gets the better game on mm -hmm. that. 
And watch, I'll say this, and Zimmerman's going to score a goal. So <laughs> I, I was about to say, I was about to say, Zimmerman's the goal threat, though. Zimmerman's the goal threat, but Moore picks up assists, and he has picked up assists with Nashville consistently. May it's about I, one every three games. May I play devil's advocate and say Daniel Lovett's being on potential free kicks? I have them in draft league for that reason, and Lovett's has been solid so far. There you I go. think Moore gets more into the run of play, though. I just I agree. He's my, he's my safer bet. If you're going to captain a defender, please don't do a goal dependent center back to break 12 points. Go with a guy like Moore, who's more in line or gets more assists regularly. Zimmerman's what a goal in every seven, eight, ten games. Moore is averaging an assist every three to four games. We'll see some good options right there. Good things to think about. Uh, be sure to stay tuned to chat and Discord and MLSFantasyBoss.com to find out where uh, we evolve as the week goes on. Uh, but that's all that we have for tonight, so let's wrap things up with our plugs. Tyler? Um, I'm going to start off with my uh, New Jersey. Not not the state, the New Jersey. It's uh, <laughs> I got my uh, Nathan jersey. Nice. Autographed, of course. Mm-hmm. So, keep that in mind going forward, chat. That's the new. They'll see if it's a curse or a blessing. He needs a he needs a display. He just like folded it up and tossed it to the side. I did. I did. Yes, <laughs> then Blaine. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got a really big shout out this week. I ran across a Twitter account who I think is going to be joining us on the show here soon at MLS Network. Um. Tons of highlights, tons of news. Um, he dropped something, what, two days ago, saying Petrovic from the Revolution is being pursued by Liverpool at the moment or is being watched by Liverpool. But, yeah, um, tons of news. But what I loved was, what, last Friday before game day, he ran a complete list of injuries on that account as best he knew, and it was fantastic. Like, one of those random times you run across an account that becomes a great resource. I reached out to this person, got a response back over the weekend, plays fantasy, definitely knows about what's going on. Um, But there was some injury stuff day before game day. It was nice to have. So at MLS network is going to be one of those resources. I look at a little bit more. I don't think it will replace the mega reference at discord, but I've also thrown out there that they need to get on Discord and maybe we can add another piece to the Mega Reference team too and maybe share some content back. They can fill out our Mega Reference. They can take any of that information and include it in their in their reports that they've been running. But so far, so good. Love this account. Plays fantasy. Throwing out some really good content for you. So at MLS Network is kind of becoming one of my go-tos right now for game day to see what's going on. Very nice. Very nice. Good shout out. And yes, we absolutely will try to get, get him as a guest. And of course, for me, as I already mentioned, MLSFantasyBoss.com, check out the articles that we have, as well as the Discord player poll. That is where you have uh, the ability to see where our Discord community votes on our own player rankings from the peanut gallery, uh, the very, very fine peanut gallery, I must say. And, of course, to get access to that, head over to 
the Discord community. There's all sorts of chat going on there. Very, very helpful. You get heads up about this podcast as well and the ability to vote in our weekly Discord player poll. So you can see where our community is at. The easiest way to become a member of that community is mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. It's fun. It's free. So come on over and say hello. And uh, yeah, that's Twitter as well. Like Blaine was saying, lots of great accounts on there. And you can, of course, hit us up as well for any other questions that you have. I know I had a question about some player points recently. I was able to work with Skylar to figure out what happened uh, with some of those points. So uh, I do not work for MLS. I cannot change things, but I do my best to uh, try to run down questions if I can and when I do see the question. So yeah, interact with us on Twitter. Always, always fun. But we got a big week coming up. I hope that uh, people score in the ranges where they want, but if they don't, at least have fun and join us in our community to continue to do that. And as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.